Hello? Yes, this is the Falcon speaking. Welcome to the Comic Web's old-time radio podcast. Each week we bring you an exciting story from the golden years of radio. The Comic Web sells old-time radio programs, comic books, and much more. Please check us out at www.comicweb.com. You'll get some of my brief commentary after the episode. This week we have The Falcon, The Case of the Burning Club. Hello? Yes, this is the Falcon speaking. Oh, Linda. Now, thanks for calling, Angel, but I can't make it tonight. The fellow was caught playing with matches, and it made him so mad, I have to get to him before he gets all burned up. This is Ed Hurley, he friends, inviting you to listen to The Adventures of the Falcon, transcribed today, starring Les Damon. You met the Falcon first in his best-selling novel. Then you saw him in his thrilling motion picture series. Now join him on the air when the Falcon solves... The Case of the Flaming Club. And now, The Case of the Flaming Club. It's late Sunday night in New York when Eric Dean walks slowly to the door of his apartment. He looks through the keys on his key ring for the one which fits the lock. He tries one. After a couple of tries, gets it in the lock, but finds it won't turn. He's fumbling for another key when he hears someone on the other side of the door. Eric? Yeah? Is that you? Yeah, yeah, it's me, Georgia. Who are you expecting? Just a minute. Come on in. Yes, ma'am. No. You've been drinking. Is that a fact? Well, who wouldn't be? Went over the books at Larrabee tonight. They keep getting further in the red. In fact, we're broke. Now, isn't there any way to cut expenses? Cut expenses? Cut expenses? What are we going to do? We fired the band. Got to keep a bartender and a piano player. Oh, there must be something. We can stop eating. Cut expenses at home. Cancel my life insurance. Sure, we can cut expenses. Well, there's no use talking about it now. I can see that. But tomorrow... I don't want to talk about it tomorrow. <laughs> Just want to sing and dance. Come on, Georgia. Oh. Let's dance. Oh, stop it. All right, what's the matter? Don't you want to dance? Nobody wants to dance. Nobody wants to have fun. I want to have fun. Lots of fun. Laughs. I want to blow my brains out. <laughs> Well, Dean, it was your idea to chuck the band. My idea? They wanted to be paid. There's only one out. You mean there still is an out, Larrabee? One. What? Come out in the office. Okay. Now tell me you found a sucker we can unload on. No, nothing like that. Well, Larrabee? We could have a fire. What? You heard me. A fire. We have insurance. Are you crazy? It's been done. Yeah. People have gone to jail for it, too. Their only chance to get out from under. Can't you see that, Dean? I don't like it. There's a bottle. Now, wait a minute, pal. Nothing to drink until we get this settled. It is settled. No fire. Why not? 
A can of gasoline, a match, and we collect. I said no, Larrabee. You talk too much. You'd be sure to shoot your mouth off. You think I'm crazy? I think if we got away with it, which we probably wouldn't, but if we did, you'd have to start bragging about how sharp we were. Dean, I give you my word. I know you, Larrabee. I know you'd start... What's the matter? Just a minute. I thought hey. so. All right, Morgan, what's the idea? Let's go, Mr. Dean. You were listening at the door. No, honest. Then what were you doing here? You're supposed to be at the bar. I, I just wanted to ask, to ask you something. There's a phone at the bar. There's a phone here. He's right, Morgan. What are you doing here? Well, Mr. Larrabee, believe me, I... I, I You've been snooping. No, Mr. Dean. A snooper and a liar, too. Well, that's all for you, mister. You're through, as of now. Not so fast, Dean. What about my back pay? You owe me three weeks... So it. Now, you can't do this. Don't tell me what I can do. You're fired. Don't be a fool, Dean. Get back to the bar, Morgan. I'll straighten this out with Dean. I'm not sure I want that. Now, be reasonable. Dean's upset, that's all. He doesn't realize what he's saying. Oh, don't I? No. Well, Morgan? All right, Mr. Larrabee. If you say so. That's it, Morgan. I'm sorry about Dean, but we've been having a lot of trouble. And... I'm not surprised with him asking for it. And believe me, if he keeps on like that... You haven't seen anything yet. What'll it be, mister? I'd like to see Mr. Dean. No, you wouldn't. Well, why do you say that? Nobody likes to see him. Okay, then let's say he'd like to see me. He phoned me. Oh. Well, try that door back there. I think he's in the office. Thanks. Is it? Mike Waring. Oh, yes, Waring. Come in. Well, good of you to come, Waring. Sit down. Thanks. Oh, what do you want with the detectives? Tell me. How good are you at shadowing? Good enough that I don't waste my time at it. If that's all you want, why pay my fee? This is something special. I got a partner, Mark Larrabee. I want a record of all his movements. Why? Does it matter? I want him followed. I'm willing to pay. You're willing to pay too much. I want to be sure nothing goes wrong. That's why I want the Falcon. Funny thing about me, Dean. When I'm on a case, I like to know what I'm doing. You'll be following Larrabee. Yeah, that's what I call a lot of information. I didn't know you were going to be so curious. It's my business. Well, I'm going away for a few days. Perhaps I want to be sure Larrabee stays away from my wife. Yeah, perhaps you do. There are a lot of other detectives in town who'll keep tab for you. I'm not interested in that kind of business. Why not? I never cared for gossip. You wouldn't have to gossip, just report. See what I mean? Well, as a matter of fact, I'm not afraid of Larrabee calling on Georgia. Well, then we're right back where we started. All right, Waring, if you must know, here it is. Larrabee's been drawing a lot of money out of the business. I can't find out what he does with it. I think he's been gambling. I have to know so I can straighten him out if he is. Mm-hmm. Now will you take the case? Well, you know something, Dean? I still think you're lying. But if you're so anxious to dump cash in my lap, I don't see why I should deprive you of the pleasure. Yeah, all right. It's a deal. Here I am, mister, in this doorway. You looking for me? No. How come you've been following me ever since I left the club? Have I? Oh, that's a brilliant conversation. Well, I'm not an old coward. I never would have known. 
Who are you? Does it matter? It matters that you're following me. What's the idea? Who told you I'd be following you? I got eyes. But I haven't been beating tom-toms. How come you spotted me? You just aren't as sharp as you think. Uh Or somebody tipped you. Now, who? Look, just because you're clumsy. Not that clumsy. We won't discuss it. You've been following me, and you're going to stop. What's stopping me? This, if it has to. Is it loaded? Hang around. You'll find out. I'll take your word. I don't like to set up anyway. Good night, Larrabee. I just noticed the time. You're out of luck. Well, not necessarily, driver. Yeah, but it's after two. The club will be closed. Well, I'm not going for entertainment. Just want to talk to the bartender. He may still be around. Okay, just thought you might want to know. Oh, thanks. Some guys raise holy net if you don't... Uh-oh. What's the matter? Fire engine. Hey, look, they're stopping in the next block. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I see the smoke coming out of that building. Hey. Well, what? Look up there. Isn't that the club where you wanted me to take you? Is it? Yeah, you're right, it is. It's on fire. Yeah, so I see. Back to the adventures of the Falcon. It's a few minutes since Mike Waring discovered that his client's club could briefly boast of the hottest show in town. Now the Falcon is pushed through the crowd and into the burning building. He makes his way through the smoke and flames to the basement steps, hurries down until he's stopped by a fireman at the bottom. Hey. Hey, where do you think you're going? I wanted to see what started this. Well, get out of here. You want to get killed? Fake like I'm a fireman, too, huh? I got no time for games. Look, it's just that I've got a hunch there's something phony about this fire. I want... Hey, there's a lot of smoke. <laughs> what do you expect? Well, if I could just see a little... Hey. Hey, look over there. Where? Behind that pile of boxes. Aren't those a man's legs sticking out from behind there? Uh, I don't see any. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Come on. Yeah, here he is. That's Dean. Who? One of the owners of this place. Well, help me get him out of here. You can get him to the respirator. I'm afraid artificial respiration won't do him any good. Well, you never can tell. Uh, In this case, you (laughs) can't. Look at his chest. He's been stabbed to death. Well, Corbett, looks like we've got the fire under control. Yeah, Waring. Now, come on over to the car. I want to get a few things straight. All right. But isn't it a waste of time, Corbett? You know you'll never keep them straight. Yeah, that's right, Waring. Make with the gags. Us police don't know from nothing. It takes a bright private op like you to bungle a routine tale so bad a man pulls a gun on you. I didn't bungle. He must have been tipped. By who? Well, that's one thing I'm going to find out. <laughs> really hurts, don't it? Oh. And now, Waring, tell me something about this fellow, Dean. I told you. He was going out of town. He wanted me to keep an eye on his partner, Mark Larrabee. I did, with the results that please you so much. Uh, what did Dean expect you to catch Larrabee doing? Well, I said he was afraid Larrabee was tossing his bankroll down a roulette rat hole. And he wanted me to check. Is Dean his partner's keeper? He claimed he was working at it. Did you swallow Dean's yarn? Would you? Hmm, you kidding? But I'm not smart like you, Waring. Well, Dean's story smelled, but I played along to see how things lined up. And the fire coming right at this time seemed too much of a coincidence. You think Larrabee started it after he shook you? Well, it's something to check, along with 
How come Dean winds up in the basement of his club when he claimed he'd be out of town? He planned to leave. He hadn't gotten around to it. Well, how do you know? You're not the only one who can make brilliant deductions, Waring. I found an airplane ticket in his pocket to Pittsburgh on the 4 a.m. plane out of LaGuardia, from which I deduced he was planning to fly to Pittsburgh this morning. Corbett, you're a genius. Now, if you're through with me, I'll be running along. There's some angles I still want to look into. Why bother, Waring? Your client's dead. Look, I'm going to prove somebody tipped Larrabee about me tailing him. You don't have to prove it, Waring. Somebody did tip him. Yeah? Sure, Waring. You did. <laughs> Wait a minute, will you? I'm coming. Oh, it's you, Wary. Don't you know it's the middle of the night? No, no, I didn't. My watch stopped. I'm laughing. Well, I wanted to get to you before anyone else did. Why? Because you work for Dean and Larrabee. Mm-hmm. I thought you might be able to tell me something about them. Like what, for instance? Like why you tipped Larrabee that I was hired to tail him. What are you talking about? How would I know? You could have listened to my conversation with Dean. Listened in? Me? You know my name. You called me by it just now. Well, you uh, you told me at, at the club. Yeah, think again, chum. I just went into the club and stopped at the bar to ask for Dean. I never mentioned my name to you. Well, I... I... What's the difference if I do know your name? Because maybe that's not all you know. Maybe you know Dean hired me. And if I do? Then maybe you tip Larrabee. And if I did? Now, that'll break Corbett's heart. Who's Corbett? Sergeant Corbett, Homicide Squad. What's he... What's he got to do with this? He likes to rip me. And you wake me up in the middle of the night on any kind of a rib? No, not entirely. There's been a fire. Do you know anything about that? Fire? Yes, the club burned down. What? Kind of a coincidence, wouldn't you say? Why? Coming right when one of the owners is suspicious enough of the other to hire a detective to tail him? You think Larrabee or Dean, the fire... Yeah, Larrabee or Dean, the fire. It didn't start itself. But they couldn't have done it. Why not? Well, you were following Larrabee, you say, and and Dean was on a train to Chicago. Train to Chicago? Where'd you get that idea? Well, he told me. Dean, when? When he left the club last night around six. Dean said he was taking a train to Chicago? I told you. I know, so you did. But that's not what the plane ticket says. What plane ticket? The one that's not for a train to Chicago. That don't make sense. Oh, pal, you're catching on. But why should it make sense? Nothing else in this case does. Oh, no, no. All right, all right. Mr. Larrabee. Hello, Morgan. I'm coming in. Sure. Sure. After all, why should you be an exception? Has someone been here already this morning? Hey, let go. Answer me. Waring was here. Waring, did you talk? No. You didn't say anything about what you heard the other day, me and Dean talking about a fire. No, I didn't tell you. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Hey, what's the idea? I asked you a question. I answered. I want to be sure you're telling the truth. I am, I am. You better be, because that was just a warning, Morgan. If I find out you've been shooting your mouth off, maybe that's not all that'll get shot. Think it over. Hello, Mr. Waring. You mind if I join you? Why, what a question, Angel. Sit down. Thank you. 
<laughs> you wonder how I know your name. Do I? Sergeant Corbett told me about you. He told me you eat in this restaurant quite often. Well, bless his little heart. I'm Mrs. Dean. Oh. The sergeant tells me you're suspicious about last night's fire. Mm-hmm. So I understand there's going to be trouble getting the insurance company to pay off. Yes, I wouldn't be surprised. You were following Larrabee, so you know he didn't start the fire. How do you know about that? Corbett? No. I talked to Morgan, the bartender. Well, you're a busy little chicken for someone who's just lost a husband. Well, I'm on my own now. I have to look out for myself. Mm-hmm. But didn't your husband have life insurance? Yes. Then you looked after him. The fire won't affect that. I know. But I have a right to collect on the fire insurance, too. My husband wouldn't have started the fire. He wanted to prevent it. That's why he hired you. Yes, that's what I figured. But how do you know about it? He told me. He and Larrabee had an argument about it. Larrabee wanted to burn the place, and Eric was against it. You realize you're admitting that Larrabee had arson on his mind. Yes. But you were following him, so you know that he didn't do it. How do you know I didn't see him start the fire? Because then there wouldn't be speculation. You'd have had him arrested. All right, I didn't see him. But here's something Morgan didn't tell you. Larrabee shook me before the fire, so he could have done it after he left me. I don't believe it. I don't believe it's the truth. Oh, dear, I, I didn't know that that changes things. Yes, it certainly does. So I'm afraid I can't help you. But maybe you can help me. How? Your husband told me he was going out of town. Do you know where he was going? Well, of course. And do you know how he was going? Train or plane? Well, train. He doesn't like planes. He gets sick. I see. So I guess he missed the train. Yes, so it was seen. He had plenty of time. He left the apartment at 8 and said the train didn't leave until 9. And he did intend to take the 9 o'clock train to Chicago, huh? Chicago? Well, yes. What's the matter? Well, he wasn't going to Chicago. He was going to Palm Beach. The Adventures of the Falcon. Half an hour has passed since Mike Waring learned that his client apparently had tried to dash off in all directions only to wind up where he started with a knife in his chest. Now the Falcon is at headquarters and has tossed the confusion to Sergeant Corbett. Wait a minute, Waring, wait a minute. Uh, sure, Corbett, I'm not going anywhere. Let's get this straight. Dean tells the bartender he's taking the train to Chicago. Then he tells the wife he's taking the train to Palm Beach. If they're telling the truth. And when we find him in New York, he has a plane ticket to Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I've finally figured it out, Corbett. Yeah, I know. He really intended to go to Kennebunkport, Maine. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding, Corbett. You see, I checked with the Weather Bureau... Weather Bureau. Where do they fit? They told me there was a bad storm in Virginia. Very interesting. There was also an earthquake in Peru. So what? So I checked with the railroad. Dean got on the train to Chicago last night. Then I suppose he got on a train to Palm Beach. Well, I wouldn't know. Hmm. Gets clearer all the time. Well, if we can get that bartender to talk, it will. Yeah? Yeah. He had a fight with Dean a few days ago, and Dean tried to fire him. Oh, so you think this makes the bartender so sore he murders Dean and burns down the club? No, no, no. He hardly go that far just over the loss of a job. Jack. But he knows something. And he's one up on me. Well, in that case, let's go catch up with him, shall we? (laughs) 
Now, what do you fellas want? Have you caught up on your sleep, Morgan? Don't make me laugh. That's you in, Waring. Yeah. Hey. You can close the door, Morgan. What do you want? You said Dean left the club at six last night. Yeah. Did he go back? No. He was killed in the club. Well, I mean, I didn't see him. And he wasn't hanging around the club? No. What are you trying to prove, Waring? I'm just trying to account for Dean's time. He left his home around eight. Turns out to be killed in the club at 2.30. Now, what was he doing in the meantime? You got any ideas? Yes, Corbett, I have. I think he went to Philadelphia. Oh, great. Now he goes to Philly. Why? People keep coming here. I'm going to Philly or someplace. Oh, Larrabee. Hello, Morgan. I wanted to... Oh, company. I'll come back. No, no, don't mind us, Larrabee. Come in. I can come back later. Why are you so anxious to get away? Is it because you're afraid we found out about you? What about me? You and Dean had a row about the fire? You wanted a fire? He was against it? Morgan, I warn you. Hey, cut, cut it out. Cut right, it out. Larrabee, stop it. You're a smart boy, Larrabee. That outburst proves Morgan knows about you. What do you mean? Morgan didn't tell us. Mrs. Dean did. But now that you've shown that Morgan knows, too, he's going to have to talk. What else do you want to know if you know about the fire? Just this, Morgan. Why did Dean object to Larrabee's idea? Now, come on, don't look at Larrabee. He can't hurt you. Well... Waring asked you a question, Morgan. Answer him. Now, look, Morgan, we know Larrabee wanted to start a fire. We know Dean objected. Now, why did he object? With me money in his pocket, too. He was afraid Larrabee might talk. He said Larrabee can never keep his mouth shut. I see. Well, that does it. Does what? What are we trying to prove? Dean's motives. Motive for what? For starting the fire. Well, you mean Dean started the fire? Yes. You see, Dean was afraid to let Larrabee know that's what he intended to do. Yeah, so he nixed Larrabee's plan. Mm -hmm. But then he hired me to tail Larrabee so that I'd be a witness when the fire started that Larrabee had nothing to do with it. Yeah. And Dean hops a Chicago train, stays on it just long enough to establish his presence, then slips off the train, probably somewhere around Philly, and flies back to New York. Ah, I get it. He figures to start the fire, then hop a plane to Pittsburgh and slip back on the train there. That's right. That way both partners have an alibi for the fire. But Larrabee catches Dean at the fire and kills him. That's a lie. Why would I kill him if he's doing what I wanted? Well, uh... You've got a point, Corbett. Maybe he wanted all the insurance for himself. I don't know. Well, if you really want to know, don't ask Larrabee. Ask Morgan. Me? Why me? Because, Morgan, you're the one who killed Dean, aren't you? your eyes, Corbett. Maybe I'll pull a boner next week. Morgan confessed. He caught Dean starting the fire, and Dean threatened to frame him. He was going to use that row they had when he tried to fire Morgan as a motive and claim Morgan started the fire for revenge. Mm -hmm. Larrabee and Dean would have alibis, and that would leave Morgan holding the match. Right. It panicked Morgan, and he killed Dean. Oh, there it is, Waring. I'll just run along. Oh, no, wait, 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 wait a minute, Corbett. What kind of a straight man are you? Huh? You haven't asked me how I knew Morgan was the murderer. All right, go ahead. Well, Dean told his wife he was going to Palm Beach. Say, that's right. I forgot about Palm Beach. Well, so did Dean when he heard about the storm in Virginia. His original plan, apparently, was to work his alibi on a Palm Beach train. But bad weather made it risky, counting on a plane to get him back to the train. 
so he switches to a Chicago train. That's right. And Morgan said, Dean told him he was going to Chicago. Dean left the club at six, and Morgan claimed he hadn't seen him again. Still, when Dean left home at eight, he told his wife he was going to Palm Beach. So he hadn't switched plans by eight, which means Morgan was lying. He must have seen Dean again after eight. Mm. All right, Waring. Do you feel better now that you got that off your chest? Oh, yes, much better, Corbett. Thanks. Well, that's good, Waring. You need something to cheer you up. Do I? You will when I tell you. Morgan has confessed to the murder, but he still denies tipping off Larrabee about you telling him. So it looks like it was just your own bungling. <laughs> good night, Waring. <laughs> Thank you for listening to our podcast. We're adding new old-time radio programs to the comic web for sale almost every week. The Falcon started as a series of pulp detective novels written by Drexel Drake in the tradition of Sam Spade. The Falcon then moved to some solid B-movies with such titles as The Falcon in Danger, The Falcon in Mexico, The Falcon in San Francisco, A Date with the Falcon, and, regrettably, The Falcon and the Coeds. The movies premiered between 1941 and 1945. They really knew how to crank out a franchise back then. The railroad, the radio program first aired in 1943. The star at that time was Barry Kroger. The title role was later portrayed by James Meegan and Les Damon and then a few others. Each show began with a phone ringing and the Falcon answering and usually brushing off a female admirer. This brings up an interesting and disturbing point about all these hard-boiled detectives in the 1940s. Why would they rather chase an arsonist and kill her rather than go out on a simple date? The cops in these shows are generally portrayed as being pretty dumb. They sort of like to work with the Falcon, but they would love to throw him in jail, either justifiably or not. The show lasted for 10 years, from 1943 to 1953. And before we sign off till next week, here's the Comic Web Radio Secret Society code. 18, 5, 14, 28, 7. Just enter this code at www.comicweb.com slash secretsociety.htm. Deciphering the code will give you all the benefits of membership in the Comic Web Radio Secret Society. Benefits include more free episodes, fun facts, and a certificate of membership. The code again is 18514287. As always, thanks for listening. If you enjoy our podcast, please leave a review of the podcast at the sites where you downloaded it. Specifically, we would appreciate it if you could review our humble little podcast on iTunes. And if you have any comments for us, please drop us an email at editor at comicweb.com. Thanks and have a good week.